This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Listen through to the end of today's podcast to find out why I saved Wayne Rooney from a potential threat. Uh, the Dancing on Ice final is well represented with a flag. And Anderson is a new job as a cow farmer. Hello and welcome to that Peter Crouch podcast uh, with me, Peter Crouch. Got the Notorious SID and Chris Stark with me. How are we, lads? Really good. Yeah. 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 Refreshed. Refreshed. All good. Yeah. yeah. There you are. Yeah, you guys. Very good. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it feels like we're all keeping secrets or something. We're not. No. Okay. Um, Do you know? Quick, just quickly on that. I, I last night, funny enough, I told Ab this morning. I had a, I had a, I saved Wayne Rooney from a terrorist attack. In, in my, yeah, whoa, in my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Do you want so elaborate? Well, I saw them in a building, and I thought they were, they were basically putting a bomb in this building, and. Um, anyway, I, I saw that Wayne Rooney was supposed to do a talk there the next day. And so as Wayne was coming in the next day, obviously lots of things happened prior to that, but I, I just said, Wayne, don't go in there, mate. It's a trap. <laughs> so, so, so you saw them planting a bomb the night before. And yeah, then I didn't the tell morning anything. I didn't, of, say, you didn't anything. say anything. I don't then. know why that, that, that all kind yeah, of fast forwarded to weird, the next it? day. I don't know, because normally I would, if I thought there was a bomb, I would, I would have said it right there and then. <laughs> I just, just want to make sure this isn't a premonition. <laughs> well, know? no, no, I hope to God it's not. But I, there was a, it was a terrorist attack uh, and I, I saw it happening and I warned him and we went elsewhere and uh, it took a bit of convincing, but then that, it, that it blew up. Bloody hell, so that would have been the why, end of Why mm. Wayne Rooney, why? No it's... idea, no idea. Um, I was watching something pretty pretty dark. I don't know if you've seen Kin, Irish mm. series, brilliant, yeah. by the way. Very Absolutely good. brilliant, but but like really kind of hard-hitting, mm. fast-paced, and I was kind of along those lines with my thoughts and Wayne Rooney popped into them, but thank God he's safe. Did you, <laughs> was, it, was it one of those you woke up but, and was like, huh? Like, yeah, it was, pop a it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit. Well, I felt the need to kind of tell Ab. Yeah, it's weird when you have vivid dreams like that as well. That's he'd be great on the podcast, by the yeah, way. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, get, yeah, definitely. Boys, we're not that far away from. I'm just looking at some of the events that are coming up throughout the year, and I mm. worry that we need to start putting in plans for mm-hmm. for things, or if there's things that we want to do with the podcast. For example, Champions League final, FA Cup final. It, it, it'll be here before we know it. Should we be Trying to organise some sort of like watch along or do something a bit special for it this year. For what, a Champions League final? Yeah, yeah. Just what I was just thinking if we. It's were... Wembley this year, isn't it? It's at Wembley yes. this year. Do you know what I've, what I've also had my eye on? It's the Europa League final. Mm. Is in, it's in Dublin. Oh, really? Yeah. I've kind of more so got my eye on that one. <laughs> I don't know why. But I feel like if you let, well, we've like, worked on a few, haven't we? Yeah. Europa leagues, and it's been dropped a lot, hasn't it? Yeah, we've no. done a few, like Brighton, and I haven't. Done, we haven't done many Liverpool games. You did last time, didn't you? Yeah, last Liverpool game. Yes, but yeah. um, we did Villa and Brighton. Um, How much of a piss up is it? You know, if you can get there with work, you know, a bit like what we say with this. But if you get to a cup <laughs> final and you're doing the TV stuff, I imagine because you're all in the same hotel, aren't you? And they always get a good cast of people for it. Well, it's it's kind of a celebration of the year's work because the Champions League is the last game. Um, it's kind of a celebration of, you know, all we've achieved that season as a, as a team. Um, and we'll go there and, and yeah, we'll, we'll let our head down a little bit. It's a bit like a Christmas party, I guess, for you guys, yeah. is it? end of yeah. season party. Yeah, because I remember, I remember you got involved in the last Champions League final, didn't you? Yeah. There was some story involving... This is all coming back to me, so I'm not sure what can and can't be said. Yeah, we'll just say it. But throwing it out there, wasn't there a story involving someone's handbag? Or someone was yeah. sick in, in your... Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was a member of <coughs> Manchester City's team. That was it. Threw up in uh, another member of the City team family's handbag. Yeah. Mm. So if ever you can throw up after a game, 
It's that one, I think. Okay, throw it out the there and you can bleep it out if this is not loud. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say a I've name to this, you. I've heard this story. Well, there's one player that doesn't drink a lot with one player that does drink a lot. Rodri. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> I'll be intrigued to know if that goes out or if this story is actually out there already. So was you I'm with all sure. the players and Yeah, they, their families. families were in our hotel. Yeah, uh, players what? weren't, but the families were. Yeah, yeah so we'd, we'd heard that story through the, fa through the families. Yeah, yeah. see, I, yeah. Think, I think that's the thing. These finals come around quite quickly. It's a bit like festival season. And I think we should be getting really involved this year. I got a message of someone on Instagram. He was talking about getting the flags prepared for festival season. I was like, absolutely, go do that. Mm. You know, start start preparing for a summer. Well, do you Got think Euros? What as well, about? Could you, do, you, do you think you could get a flag at potentially a Champions League final, Europa League final, Europa Conference final, or a Euros match with kind of a few of our slogans on there? Do you know what I mean? So like, that'd be great. Just parched, or you know, piss off, Carl. Something along those lines. Mm. Puddings is massive. Yeah. Or can I'll, you get that? Do you mean just football? Or are we talking well, about every major well, like final? It. I, I just think, I think big games, but also I, I, I went to Glastonbury for the first time this year oh. and I did see a a few uh, of our slogans on, like Piss Off Carl was the main one, parched on a few flags and I was so, I was so proud. Yeah. It was a special moment for me, being at Glastonbury for the first time and seeing, seeing the flags. Like the ones they have in the... Yeah, you know those big, big ones. Flags on the pyramid stage. <laughs> Just imagine that. Puddings is massive, Sid. <laughs> and a picture there was, of Sid. There's a couple of those. <laughs> Fantastic. If, if, if anyone's podcast with the viewers that we've got, they, they can make that happen. Yeah, yeah 100%, 100 mate. They can definitely make it's, that happen. It's been done before. Yeah. It's been done before. I, I, I just would like to, maybe if we... Because one thing that I really like about this podcast is it sort of, it's it's honed in football, but transcends it sometimes. And so if we're going down the idea that we'd love the podcast represented in every major final, wouldn't it be great to say, have like the Dancing on Ice final, you know, live oh, on TV. Fantastic and we just need someone brave enough to give it a Puddings is Massive yeah, or like... Yeah. I don't know what you... Are you allowed flags in the Dancing on Ice final? Bring one anyway. Yeah, I know. You can try. Right. <laughs> are we saying it's always yeah. a flag? Because that's great as well. Yeah, well, at the dark. Yeah. They do the. I've yeah. seen a load of cardboard. There's something cards. funny about flags and places where what, not, you're not uh, even random, getting flags. randomly, like as if they're in the cop <laughs> and they're at the dancing on ice final. <laughs> dancing on ice final would be the dream, wouldn't it? Why dancing think? on ice? Final? I don't know. It was just on, I think it was on last night. It was on my brain. <laughs> X Factor, live <laughs> eliminations. <laughs> Is X Factor on anymore? Oh, God sure. knows. I'm not sure know. it is. But I only found out the other day. I, was, I spoke to Alan Carr recently. I said, uh, "I said, oh, God, I must come on Chatty Man sometimes." It's been gone for 15 years. <laughs> no, no, Did you know that? No, it's not. It's been, I didn't realise. Not been on the telly for like eight years or something. Oh mate, TV's a mess at the moment, isn't it? Well, I just thought that was quite a good show. No, but it is. And but TV's a mess because you don't know where you're up to. There's old shows that have come back. Um, Gladiators, obviously, yeah. Um, I think Family Fortunes or one of the or Catchphrase is back. Catchphrase, deal or No Deal is back with Stephen yeah. Mulhern. You know, yeah. all excellent shows. They come back. Shows that you think were on mm. are not on anymore. Yeah, well, that, that, that one took my. I couldn't believe it. I thought I just assumed that was like a Friday Saturday night kind of show. That is that was still, still getting on. shown now though. It feels like it's still on. No still... idea, mate. It hasn't done it for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe. it. Yes, it feels like he still gets on TV. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't it's believe it. Royalties. Yeah. What's the crap with Babe Station? though? is that still on? There's a it's channel. Going. I, mean, I mean, listen. You know, there's so much access to other stuff at the moment. Isn't That's it? what I mean. Like, I sort of, sort of I've got a great story radar, about Babe Station. Great. Right. So <laughs> we. Uh... <laughs> exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> we had a uh, when when we was at Reading, we had an away game, and on one of the channels was Babe Station. So obviously, is this on the bus? No, no, no. This is oh. at the hotel in the evening in the hotel rooms. <laughs> in everyone's light, rooms. light entertainment. But yeah, it was was babe station. So obviously, word spread around. Right, lock in, and um, <laughs> and uh, just listen out. Just listen up. Right. So, can I ask what club it was? Reading. 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 So uh, we got through to one of the girls, and <laughs> we asked her to start spanking her ass. And Glenn Little's name's Blakey, isn't it? Yeah. Glenn, Blakey, Blakey, Blakey. Did she say it? She started saying it. 
And he went through to all the rooms and you, the WhatsApp group was just going crazy. Because we didn't well, tell no one what was going to happen. We didn't tell no one what was going to happen. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Peter Blakey. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story. I never really like. I remember buying. I remember having a few drinks once, and I bought uh, on one of those shopping channels. Mm. I bought. Um, I think it was a washing machine or a microwave. <laughs> I remember what it was, but it actually did turn up. Couldn't believe it. Mm. I think it was a washing machine. It was something that I. I, I didn't even. I didn't put it. They in. They sell it so well on them things, don't they? Mm. I still think we missed a trick with this podcast. But even when we had the low, we know we sort of need a product that we can get on one of them channels because you sell shitloads. We spoke you to really PlayStation, do. believe it or not, didn't we? Like, we were behind the scenes. We were on. We were trying to get obviously Dave when Dave was here. Dave was trying to get Dave Station going. And yeah, um, but what I never understood about that, we could have done Dave Station. We could have. We have cameras. We could have filmed him on a sofa. I don't know what we were out. imagining. Like, if Babe Station got involved, they weren't going to put Statman Dave on the sofa. Well, that, that was kind of like what I was hoping. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Doing what? Stats. So we were going to get him doing. So you oh, call him up, and then, and yeah, he, yeah exactly. and then you go, and you call him, and he goes, you know, um, Man City have had three clean sheets in the last six. <laughs> You know how they're always muted, <laughs> and then they pick up the mic. It's always like. Yeah. Call now for stats. <laughs> I had a mad one. Radio One used to be next to where they um, filmed Babe Station. Really? Uh, and if you is it central? Is it quite a central location? It was like it's. I don't think it's in the same place now. And it, it, I do remember it was bizarre because if you ever were in early enough, say you were doing the breakfast show and that, and say it was a sunny day, they often did the summer specials out on the roof. Mm. Really? So you'd be out oh, on the fire escape and you'd you'd look across and it was just. It's just an odd scene, isn't it? When you see, like, yeah. you know, that that going on. I mean, it's one thing seeing on the TV, what? but... On the sofa outside. With yeah, it's around. sort of, an, as you say, like an alfresco. Uh, alfresco. Spe- I think it's special in the summer. I don't know if it's still on. Um, an alfresco special. Just yeah. very quickly, on, on our listeners being creative and, you know, and we would love people to make the flags and put them in and, mm-hmm. and do let us know if you're going to the Dancing on Ice final because it would be... Yeah, yeah. I feel that's now a thing. Please get in touch. Um... Uh, we got this sent in. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you? Uh, we've not really spoken about it. So I had this um, sent in to me, but it's a gift for all of us. And one of our listeners has made uh, a kind of a picture of us, and we love it. Great. Right, that is great. So I just wanted to shout him out. His name's Connor, and I want to encourage a bit more of this. Like he's obviously a bit of a kind of artist, and he's drawn us all sat here doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Describe it, Sids. For anyone, uh, who's I mean, listening. J- Joe, what I. The, the... Everyone's. Got, I mean, like your attire. It's it perfectly matches your your gear. Got the wine shirt on. Yeah, mm-hmm. looks like he's doing a festival. Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Mm, just barbecue. S- sniffs of barbecue, doesn't yeah. it? Crouch. You got the famous red number nine. Yeah. England. England top. Yeah. Long sleeve. You, you you said to me a little bit like Barry Gibb. You got you got a Barry Gibb uh, esque. <laughs> That's not the moment. first time I've been called that. Actually, well, it's, the color, well. it's the color of the beard, isn't it? It's yeah. The of the beard. I, I have been called Barry Gibb before. It's not my it's not my finest hour. I'm not sure. I, although Barry Gibb in his day was a handsome man. Listen, you're very handsome. Thank you. And uh, Stevie Sids has got the the famous Reading shirt. Looks like the 106, maybe the 106 yeah. Reading shirt. Uh, missing a few wrinkles there. He's, he's, he's done me proud. Uh, he's done, done you proud, proud, yeah, with nice pudding in front of you. Yeah, you got your hand on your shorts by the looks yeah. of it. Well, he's, got, he's got a massive <laughs> pudding in front side. of him. That's why. Incredibly excited. <laughs> <laughs> But it's wicked. And um, so we just want to say thank you. And please, if you want to... Oh, shit. Um, if you want to send in some art, um, please feel free to. Because yes. we can decorate the well, we are, the yeah. pub that we're in now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's the plan with that. But just very quickly, before we get into the podcast, just mm. want to shout out Connor. Um, says he lives in Perth, Australia, but grew up in Reading. Oh, wow. Um, wanted to send this in uh, says to show my appreciation for the countless uh, laughs and entertainment I get weekly from the pod um, wanted to make you guys a little design chamber one but nice one Connor he's got a question for you though Sid so at the Ooh. bottom of this thought uh, it kind of hits you from nowhere get ready um, I'll be interested to hear what Notorious thinks on the current situation at Reading um, mm. football has a huge uh, Reading FC has a huge <clears throat> ownership problem hopefully things can brighten up soon yeah, they're in a bit of dire straits, Reading at the moment. Uh, die Young, the owner. Uh, I think if you look at previous histories, has he taken two clubs into administration or um, one club in Belgium? Um, yeah, it needs change of ownership. There's a lot of stuff that's not great there at the moment. You know, the team's quite young, about to sell their better players. But 
I'm sure it'll come uh, come good. Well, it's, it it it's, feels to me like this is what we need. You know, that fit and proper test and the financial mm, fair play. This is mm. this for clubs like Reading. That, 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 that's what it's needed for. Like when I look at like, you know, Newcastle and you know, teams like that that want to, they want to spend, but they can't. Mm. Like, I, don't, I don't think that's what the, what, what the rules are in play for they're in, they're in play for it's obvious that they kind of that's like a state run team you know like we want to see the best players here um, like God I think I think we could let them buy buy players you know I mean but with with regards to Reading like obviously he's not a fit and proper person to to be running a football club no because he tried to buy Burnley I believe uh, before and it got really got kibosh so how do you, how do you end up owning a club like exactly. Reading Obviously, history speaks for itself, but he has put a lot of money into his club. Mm. Infrastructure, the training ground. He has been ill-advised. Some stuff is done as well. Players that they've bought, mainly they've spent, giving out far too much wages for that division. Um, so there's, a, there's a, a mixture and a number of things, but I'm actually doing a, uh, a live chat for um, with an audience in Reading in a couple of weeks to raise money. So I think it's sold out in a couple of hours. Oh, so great. should be good in Tylehurst, I think it is. So, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. We'll tell Connor to get himself down there. Yeah, yeah. Nice since, Connor. Uh, he's living like in him, Perth now. So, I'll give him a shout out on the uh, on, yeah, nice on that night. All, All right, right. There we go. All right, then. So, today's podcast, what are we talking about? Yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, retirement, really, and like the next chapter. And, and obviously, you know, I've kind of done this before, but I thought we could dig down into how Steve, uh, Sid's felt. Um, I. We did our badges together, didn't we? Yeah. And we, did you know this? We went down to Wales. We used to drive us down and we used to go down to, uh, was it Newport, wasn't it? Yeah, Newport, Dragon yeah. Dragon Park in mm. Wales. And we done our badges down there and it was, that was good fun, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, so the B, we done our B licence together and then we went on to the A yeah. and then you... No, I did it, I did it. And then there was more, there was a lot of stuff, other stuff that I had to do. Yeah. That I... I just, I knew I was doing this kind of stuff and I, I didn't finish it, didn't complete it all. But actually, you know, you say like, you, you hear a lot of ex-footballers going, oh, why do we need to do this? You know, we've played the game for 20 years. But I, I actually do think there's a, it's a totally mm. different skill. Actually, yeah. I, you do need to do it. Like, you could see the ones who were coaches already, yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the ones who weren't. And I think you do need to do it. And I think it's, it's kind of like, it's a bit of this, I think it would you know, there's, there's certain obviously players who've gone into management that haven't done haven't done well, and, and it's, no, it's no yeah, it's no accident that you know some of the best managers we've seen haven't been the best players. You know what I mean? There's a kind of a bit of an arrogance, really, that if you've played the game, that you you should be a great manager or a coach. But mm. I, I think you do have to put the, time, the work yeah. in, don't you? Like it's a totally different skill. You <clears throat> quickly get thrown out your comfort zone, don't you? Because mm -hmm. you got you got a picture, Starkey, that although we've been a player for. 15, 20 years, we go out and, we, and we've probably trained in thousands of sessions. But when you actually down to you to put one on, you actually go, oh, is this area size the right, right. the right area? Is did it, you feel is, nervous? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I did. Yeah. You do, like very, very quickly. But it's a great learning curve, isn't it? Mm. It's a great learning curve. We, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I've actually got to renew it this summer. Yeah. Because every three years you've got to renew your your badges yeah so so when they say badges they mean the different licenses that allow you to coach at yeah. what, different we'll, levels we'll, we'll like take it right from, from the start obviously there's a is it like level one level two yeah you wait for b is yeah that right yeah so, so you're, the, like, the level two one for instance would like that would be you know duty of care like you'd have to do your first aid course mm -hmm. wouldn't you? which is quite yeah. handy to have um certain things like that like at the kind of base level grassroots coaching yeah it was very basic, wasn't it? Literally about setting up a five-a-side team, an eleven-a-side team. What positions? You can't, you can't not pass it. Mm -hmm. Okay, but that's just to get what. That's on just the to hit a, on. Yeah, that's just yeah. to be on the ladder. That yeah. doesn't give you anything. Nothing. You're not. No, no. Yeah. So yeah, your B license um, that allows you to be a head coach for uh, men's or women's amateur clubs. Youth teams up to the age of 16 and assistant coaches for professional clubs. Yeah, so you can coach at all levels, but you can't be a... You couldn't be a manager... Right. ...of a professional club until you got your A licence. Okay. And then with an A licence, you can then do... With an A licence, yeah, you can be anything up to... Uh, before the Premier League. Yeah. You can coach... <clears throat> and then also coaching. there's a pro licence after that, which would be... Um, which is what, like, for instance, like Ryan Giggs, when he was at uh, Man United, for instance, he didn't have his pro licence. There's a few people that wouldn't have their pro licence 
uh, but they can still manage as long as they're on the course yeah. doing the pro license or seem to be getting yeah. the pro uh, license. But the pro license is more for dealing with yourself higher up to board chairman, agents, media, yeah. board yeah. chairmans, rather media, than, rather than coaching. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the role of being a manager. Okay. So where are you boys up to? I've got my A license. A, yeah, but I, I didn't I didn't actually finish the A. Yeah, that's the good but thing. But can I do it. the badges? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You well, can get why you, can, you why make, well, no, 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 why, anyone why? can do it. What I'm saying is because there's only a certain allocation, so only thirty people there a year can get on these courses. So they would rather than have So it's about who you know. Not necessarily, no. They might have someone at, you know, Arsenal's Academy and, you know, genuine young coaches. Rather than someone that just wants to just jump, jump on for the crack. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that's one way of looking at it. What I'm saying is, we could have listeners. There's a very good chance someone listening to this is a better manager than most managers out there, through either having done it through Football Manager yeah. or yeah, or agree. And I'm interested to know how they can pursue it as a career if they want. Mm. Well, we had Mark White on, didn't we, who said that he's absolutely no way he's doing any of the badges, mm. even though he is a manager with hundreds of games experience. Well, he's going to struggle with that when it comes to technically needing it, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, but he said it's, it's just a... Mo it's a it, it, he just won't do it out of principle now. I just think everyone, <laughs> there's people in every group of mates, there's that one mate who is just so knowledgeable in football and potentially has it in them to be a manager. Just interested to know if they could. Yeah, they could. They could. Yeah, go oh, and yeah. get their badges. Yeah, done. they can. Yeah, yeah, you can go and get your, your badges. Yeah, yeah okay. and, and like any, you, you can have them. It doesn't mean Man United are going to offer you the job if you've got a pro license, but you know you can get to that level. Mm. I think it's imperative when, when, if, and when you get your A license or B license or coaching licenses, you you earn your stripes. You go down. You do youth team and um, under sixteens, fourteens, wherever it is, because you you can learn. You learn your mistakes there. Mm. That's what I done with mine. So, are you going to do the pro license? No, probably not. No. Not on the minute. But so, Sid's right. When you did retire, yeah. did you? You kind of went down that route, didn't you? The coaching well, route. Well, I had two. I had yeah. I had done I had done both. I done the coaching and I done the media at the same time. One reason for that was because load of old pros just said to me, "Make sure you're busy." Mm. Just have a structure. You're so used to having a structure and a routine. Make sure you've still got it. So I threw myself into coaching at Brighton, and I said to, with that one they was going to make a roll up for me, and I was going to I could come in and do little bits. And I was like, no, I'm going to do the whole lot. You know, evenings, uh, the daytimes, and then I'd flip that as well with the media and see what one I kind of enjoyed more or one, what one took off. And I end up going down the media route because with the family and the kids, I wanted to have to spend time with them watch them play football and, you know, be a dad. And Because once you get involved in coaching, you know, mm. you can't pick and choose where your jobs are. It was, mm. As a player, if you want to go and play in Birmingham, you can, as a player, you can kind of pick what team or an area. With coaching, you don't know where it's going to go. You can't say, oh, well, I have to coach in the south of England. That a job might come up in wherever, up north, and you've got to go and do it. Yeah, yeah you've got to go and do it, yeah. So, so, so it's, good, it's good that there's these standards with managing, though, that you do need these badges. Yeah. Otherwise, you get. We don't really have it in podcasts, do you? Like no, we should be, yeah. and actually, would solve. It's fucking lawless, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone's. We just got rolled up here free. and just like, look at us. We're just shambles for about ten years now. This is what I mean. <laughs> like maybe it'd be healthy for the industry to have different badges and licenses to stop. There's some shit Rogue out pods. there, isn't there? Like it's, there really is. Like, well, the thing is now, like, would we get like an honorary kind of? Because we've been doing this a long time now. You can't take this away from us now. Do you know what I mean? Whereas well, Man United. you saying like now, we're not Man United, but we've been around a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like, like if there was a Super League, we'd be in it, I reckon, now. Where are we classing this pod? <laughs> where are we classing Well, I'm saying, like, listen, it's, you know, it's a, it's, well, it's, it's been, what it is. It's, it's always been done well. If there was, if there was the equivalent of the, the breakaway, you're the like, Super what League. What I'm saying is if we'd be in the conversation, in the I'd want to sit at the table. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I know table. what you mean. But there's different, but there's different styles. Like we we have an old school coaching style, right? Where it's technically, you know, a bit rough around the edges. You say the odd wrong thing, things mm. like that. But people are happy to sort. But then you've got your 
your Guardiola's like Stephen Bartlett. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all very slick. <laughs> he's like, he's like, a, man, like, like a man city. He's got a huge you know, infrastructure. infrastructure behind him. Like, do you know what I mean? He comes in all smooth and it's. Well, all I, you know, I've been on there. There's, there was a camera that was running on its own. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. This I mean, it was I mean. phenomenal. And it was like moving like all around, like 360. I mean, he's the man yeah. city of podcasting. He is. You know, and then you've got like, you know, you've got Rogan, Barcelona. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, he's been doing it for a long time. Um, you know, it's a few few up and coming ones and there like a few few Newcastles yeah um, where would you put us well, I just think we're this slightly I, I view it as um, I guess it is a bit more old school it's a bit um, flat cap do you, you know what I mean that manager I think we're a fan's favourite even from yeah. other podcasts but they like yeah, they like maybe. our pod um, so Sid that was like a, for you a purposeful like you could be coaching a team right now or you could yeah. be on with us doing the podcast and yeah. you liked what you saw yeah I mean I enjoyed it I was doing I mean the media stuff at the t at the start I was doing the stuff with BT Sport which is now TNT um, Sky I was more freelancing and then I signed a contract with BT um, mm. and I got a bit of coaching I mean I was one of them ones as a player that I got thrown every club that I was at I got thrown in front of a camera Sid you speak well can you go and do this interview before the game after a game and towards the back end of my career, everyone was like, you should go into, you should seriously consider going and do some media stuff. You're really good. And it was just a natural progression. Yeah. Um, and then I, but I got coaching because he's actually really clever. I sat down with, um, so Matt Curtis was the producer of uh, The Score Show, who now does the, the American one with Ooh, uh, Thierry CBS. and yeah, CBS. And he, he was like, listen, really like the way you come across, got likability. Uh, I'm going to put you in touch with Rob Nothman who is absolutely a genius. Rob yeah, Nothman. Yeah, yeah. I a spoke to him. Rob's great. He was uh, BBC and uh, we'd done some coaching and little little golden nuggets like... What do you mean coaching? What, like some, some media coaching. coaching. Yeah, media coaching. So like things like this. this. So it would be... So for instance, a replay. Whenever there's a replay, so if you're doing co-coms and you're the co-commentator, when a, when a goal happens, there's always three replays. So they, they'll tell you when to speak over the replays, when, you know, to have your input on the really good goals or an outrageous goal, there'd be five replays. So you've got to just spread your words and, you know, you don't want to shoot your load too early, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Was that technical so you, term that he used? Is that what Rob said? <laughs> yeah. Basically, Rob sat, you know, sat down. Said, don't Steve. don't yeah. go too early. Son. So that's, that's on the visuals of... Uh, of when you're commentating, then there'd be things like radio. So when you're the radio, you've got to remember that you are the eyes of the listener. So you've got to paint the picture. They can't see what's happening. With TV, they can see what's happened. You're explaining why it's happened. With radio, you need to paint the you picture. You knew that before though, didn't you? Yeah, no, but not as, like, when you're elaborating as, as much as this. So there's some, there's some gold I do, nuggets. I do, I do, that, this, this sounds like, you know, when people give you wise advice, but it's kind of, kind of obvious that's what it sounds a bit like, like no, Rob's, no, Rob's gone down sits no. the key thing about radio that you need to remember <laughs> but I forget I forget that they on can't, this you are the eyes yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I forget that on this like you know we sit here and I go oh that's, that looks great there but I forget to say to people that are, are listening just on the audio that yeah. what it is mm. you know what I mean that's fair I think you do forget that sometimes yeah, yeah. and you'll be surprised that how many um, how many people in the media have had training there's loads Mm. I'd say the, I'd say ninety five percent go in and now have media training and get ready for it. So aside from the sort of the media side of things and the coaching side of things, when you were playing football, yeah. how well looking back do you think you set yourself <clears throat> up for life post post football? Because so, I would think in your industry it must be a complete stress you're getting all this money and I assume it sound, when it sounds like you're getting this advice but it's knowing that you've got this finite amount of time mm. or is it just not present of mind well, and, man, you, and was, you regret I was really scared when, like, when I was playing like, obviously I was so lucky that I played till I was 38 yeah. but I was so scared about retiring and kind of not having a purpose or not having something to do that I kind of I kind of took on probably a little bit too much. Like mm. I was trying to do my badges and I was trying to do the pop and I was trying yeah. to do this, I was trying to do that. And it's only now that really I feel comfortable to be able to scale it back and, you know, I took on probably a bit too much and uh, because I was so worried about it all really. And, and like, 
you know, you, you just hear so many horror stories of lads mm. like just finishing and then going, oh, I didn't know what to do. And I had so many people telling me to, to do your coaching badges just to have them um, while you're still playing because it's so hard to... Yeah. Because you're at a training ground. You've got kids that are it's all there. wanting to be coached by yeah. one of the first team players. Like they're, It's all there for you. But the moment you come out of a club, you're then at home and you've got to call around, can I come in today? Can I come, you know, to, mm. to use the, you know, the teams to, to, to coach. And that's so yeah. hard to do. Whereas when you're actually at the ground, and yeah, it's a bit of a ball ache, and, you know, because your, your main job is play, playing football and being ready for a Saturday and to stay in the afternoon, it's a bit of a ball ache. You know what I mean? When you're getting ready for a game on a Saturday. But God, you know, that's great advice for any player, yeah, I think, to, to just do it and get it done yeah. because, you know, it's... Do you mean whilst you're playing? Whilst yeah. you're playing, yeah, Because you're at the training ground every day and the, the youth team are there, you can you just cross over, or go, go next door, speak to the academy director. Yeah, but is that how it works? So you, you for the badges, you're literally working with a well, team. They, they get the kids back in the afternoon. Yeah. So like, we've got oh, a session yeah. in the yeah. afternoon, you take it and the assessor might come down and see you with the, you know, I used to take Stokes, um, you know, under 16s or 17s, and uh, we, I just put on a session, mm. and then yeah. you'd kind of assess that session. So I was doing that at Brighton. When I, when, I, when I was at Brighton, I was doing that as well, but then my transition to retiring was really quick, because I had the injuries. Mm. I had the two spinal surgeries. So, which was, for me to, to, for me to call it a day, was really tough. Yeah, how did you feel? Because I, obviously I didn't have that. Like I, I obviously very blessed that I, I, I called time on my own terms. Yeah. Like for you, so how, you see it coming. I didn't. I never knew when my last game was. That's that, that is the hardest thing for me to yeah. take. Like you give so much from six years old to you when you give up that you just go. I never. I'd never see it coming. So I never knew my last game. I don't, I, it, it'd be lovely in a fairy tale to go, oh, I went out this way or I knew my last game and I could enjoy it with my family. I, di I didn't know when my last game was. I didn't know that that mm. was going to be my last game. But how, how, was your, how were you like mentally with that? Like, like, Did you struggle? So my last year of my contract, I was injured at Brighton. So I'd done, uh, I had spinal surgery in September. I rushed, <laughs> re uh, rushed rehab and then... Uh, at a reoccurrence and then I put family life outside was really difficult so my back was that bad I couldn't get my little girl out of her cot I couldn't play football in the garden I was waking up in the morning I was shuffling uh, to the toilet sitting down having a piss walking to the sink squatting down because I couldn't like bend over and I remember just the missus looked at me and she was like you can't keep doing this she can't she's like you just life's just you look at your state of your... So when I decided to have the second spinal surgery, um, he just said to me, listen, I can get you back playing, the surgeon said, I can get you back playing, but for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years of your life, you need to look at your health. And I remember breaking, I remember breaking down and crying with, to the missus in, the, my own, in, in our ensuite bedroom. And I was like, that's it, it's me done. And it was just, and she was like, that's it. But it felt, when I said that, it actually felt like, a weight, a big weight off my shoulders to go. And then it was a case of then going into work, letting the medical team know, and then I just see that season out. And then as of that last bit of the season, I was preparing then, right, am I going to go into coaching? Yes, let's try that. Spoke to Brighton. They said, come do the academy. Done the 16s and 18s. Brilliant. But it's good they give you the choice in that yeah. instance because as an employer, if you're hearing that technically they can get you back to work, yeah, it's you'd think that given this, look, there's money involved and there's a contract that they would want to get mm. you back playing yeah. for, for their own s selfish yeah. reason. Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? It's like you're a professional, they want you to work. Yeah. But it's good that they would be willing to stop the contract. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were is, good, that, is that how brilliant. it works? Like, they were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. they were brilliant. They, they, I literally rehabbed to... I mean, I had my second operation in April. So I had a few more months to go for the season. And, and, and was your contract finished then? Yeah. And then I was sitting down with all of them, you know, the, the manager, the uh, uh, the head of academy, John Morlin, who's brilliant, um, even the chairman, you know, they was everyone was there and we sat down and they said, listen, we want people like you within the football club. You can't walk away from it. What you can offer the kids and an ambassador role. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Let's, let's, mm. let's do it. And they gave you an ambassador role? As well. Done the ambassador yeah. role, what, yeah. What does that entail? I mean, it was quite early on, really. There's a few. I mean, Bobby Zamora and uh, Glenn Murray—they're ambassadors now. Whereas they do appearances 
at the stadiums, I don't know, 12 games, go, <clears throat> go around the boxes for the home games. Uh, they might do a few media days for them. Was, but I was one of the earlier ones and they didn't really, they didn't really use me as much. Mm. Um, but I was juggling all, I was the same as you, I wanted to be busy. I wanted to mm. do the, the media, the training and see where it took me and see what one I enjoyed more. And in, in the end, it was the media stuff that just fitted the family life and me yeah. enjoying it as well. How, so if, with those injuries, how how long after would you have played, do you think, before you would have retired? If I didn't on, have On injuries. your own terms, yeah. Oh, I, I was naturally fit, so I could have played. And I would have dropped down the leagues. I would have gone down. I could have played till I was 38, 39. Would you do that? Was was that your route that you were seeing in your head, drop down through the leagues? or I was originally going to go abroad. Okay. I was going to go to the States to, to finish playing there mm. and then coach, manage and live in America. So do you think as a footballer, it feels to me that there's a slight element of deal or no deal with your own career in that you get to a point where you can call it and finish on your own terms. Yeah. And that's an amazing thing to do, but you're also driven by the fact that you know you could maybe do one more season or one more season. It, it, is, it, is it a hard thing if you're advising other footballers? Is it is it a thing that you actually need to consider about when you call it and yeah. is there is something to be said for calling it at a point where yeah but it depends your body your, your control first of all you got to listen to your body that's the first and foremost and it all depends on the level where you want to finish at some people might go I'm not dropping down from the Premier League I don't want to go down to the Championship I don't want to go down to League 1 League 2 so I'm just going to bail out at the top mm. even though I can play I, I won't <clears throat> whereas some might go I'll just feel down yeah. And just w when I don't get a club or when I can't play no more, that's me done. So it's down to the individual. It's a personal thing. And now so many players have got stuff outside of football. Mm. You know, they're like, but, and again, I was probably victim of this. I couldn't, I couldn't take my eye off the ball when I was playing. I had to be football, 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 which is probably good in one way because I focus everything onto it, but bad in another because when I finished, I was like, shit, what am I going to do now? So naturally I went into football coaching because that's all I knew and talking about football. So there's nothing else I really could have done. Whereas yeah. people now have got their own brands yeah. or image rights and yeah. you know things like that and they can go into this and that. And I was like, oh wow, I wish I'd done that. I think there was a, there was a little bit that, more of that old school kind of mentality that like where you didn't have any other, it was like just concentrating your football, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. was literally yeah. like old managers, everyone was like, oh, he's taking his eye off the ball. Whereas now... You know, lots of lots of players have other interests and other business things that they're into, but then I think it was seen as you, you taking your afterball if you were. Yeah, that's a point. So, do you think managers sort of just accept that with players now, and, and managers themselves? Maybe I remember seeing in the Beck's documentary. Do you remember where he was talking about Ferguson's reaction to the time that he would go down to London yeah. and be doing these, mm. yeah, it's brand like, it, and image it's things? It's not seen as a good thing, is it? Yeah. Whereas I think now, I think that's everyone knows it's part and parcel of the. Mm. Of kind of kind of the game now. Yeah. What about the what about sort of how much are you encouraged to put your money into businesses or set up things or fund family or friends or hover. like there's always a few sharks hovering like what so, are the lessons from that? The, oh my god, we see them all the time. You know, like people coming in and oh, do this, do that through agents, friends of a friend. Mm -hmm. I'll come in there, have an audience with a few of the players, and oh, just hear some horror stories. Yeah. And they're like. Oh. And, those horror stories have kind of stood me in good stead, really. You know, one particular player, obviously, you know, telling me about what he's been through and then you hear these things and you kind of end up being shit scared of, yeah. of anything, don't you? Yeah. Some of the stories you hear, Jesus Christ. Some people literally beg you to get a, get in front of the, like, to get in the training ground in front of a few players to pitch an idea. And you're like, mm. nah. If that goes wrong, it comes down on, yeah. on you. Yeah. And there's loads of them. There's <laughs> like you mean those types of ideas. Oh like, yeah, I've yeah. got this product which yeah. is going to take over. There was the a world. big, there was a big property kind of boom when we were playing, wasn't there? And yeah. everyone was invested in you know new apartments or apartments abroad. It was constantly felt like there was yeah. a new property. Ah, <laughs> oh, you've got to invest in this. And then you find out that everyone's done their money. Film <laughs> schemes was a bad one with the tax tax man. Wasn't it? Hurt a <laughs> lot of people. people got involved in tax in film, film scheme. Yeah, so they. It was a it was huge a, thing where everyone said it was huge tax relief on, you know, investing in up and coming kind of British film, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was like to help the film industry or something. Right. So there was a tax break for for 
people to invest in a in a legally in a tax film. Tax yeah, legally, yeah. 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 But apparently, it became illegal, and um, lots of people lost a lot of money through, yeah. through that. Mm. I think it all depends on who's around you. If you've got a good team of people around you that you know they're looking out for your money at interest, and you and you are open to them as well, and you and if everything that comes on the table, you go, yeah, I want it through my people, and you go, look, is that worthwhile? Mm. Is that good? They'll go, yeah, that, that's, that seems all all pretty much good, mm. you know. So I've seen certain certain people, you know, like in really high high up jobs. You know, I don't think it goes on these days probably as much, but you know, high up jobs in in uh, in football clubs, mm. and you'll speak to them, and they'll be like the player liaison. But you know, you know that they go, oh, you need to buy this house, and you go, well, obviously, imagine all the developers that want to get into that. Right. right? Yeah. So the developer wouldn't go to the player, but you go into this player liaison officer who would then be like. Well, yeah, I can get you. You know, yeah. could you sell this house to him, and I'll give you this. It's it's easily done, isn't it? You know, and you can see how it happens. Mm. Maybe it's knowing you a bit now, Crouchy, and knowing you a bit more now, Sid's like you can be so guarded on this front, and and there's a big thing I've noticed with footballers and a lot of the guys who come on the podcast. There's this trust thing, and it's like footballers trusting other footballers. Yeah. And I've always found that interesting. How yeah, but I think I think that's, that's that's the case in kind of any, even when you're getting you know film, for instance. You know, when we've had players on here, mm. I think they'd be they'd be very different here than they would be on a on a on a regular interview. Mm. You know, because they know that you know I'm vouching for for everyone here. Mm. They know that I wouldn't stitch them up. Yeah, mm. you know, and like yeah, I want them to be open and honest, but I'm still gonna go you said this are you right with that you know what I mean I'm never mm. going to put it out and go oh that was juicy yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean whereas a lot of people in the, in yeah. the kind of media would do that and, and, they, and they would wait for them to say something and then jump on it and go that's great yeah. for us whereas but, I would but, never but do that but keeping hold of that whilst you're doing what you call media mm. which kind of covers I guess everything podcast yeah. TV da 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 is um, it's not it's not that they're at conflict with each other but it it must sometimes not be tricky but you've got to try keep that trust thing that has always served you so well with mm. other footballers yeah. and bring it into a space that yeah. actually is about clickbait and well, juicy stories that's and... why they want now you'll see a lot more players so like Crouchy will do a few interviews and I've done interviews now with players through TNT or Sky because they know if they send a normal reporter down to go and interview a player it's just going to be the same same kind of interview sit down just waffle out some words if they see me or Crouchy come down, they yes. know we were in. Might get something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like you can chat about, like, oh, remember when I saw you, you know, or this and that, or when we played That's together. Yeah. You know, and it's, you've, got a, you've got some common ground. There's always a slight knowing look. Like, even the other week when I saw you uh, doing a chat with the kit man mm. in there, I could yeah. tell that you yeah. both experienced stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a little it's twinkle like, in the eye. There was a bit, yeah. And like, <laughs> I, you know, he's seen me. I, he was bizarrely. Brentford, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, he was, he was at QPR when I was like 19. You know what I mean? He's yeah, seen. Amazing. He's seen loads, but yeah, it's it's definitely like, but obviously doing this podcast as well, you know, I'm conscious that you want to get something that for the audience that they've never heard before and that kind mm. of thing. But also, you know, I'm still, I'm not there to, to stitch anyone up. Do you know what I mean? I no. want someone, as long as they're comfortable saying what they're saying, then that's that, That's the only way. It, it I, do, I do think we could improve our business aspirations, though. You know, you're two very successful footballers. We've got a big successful podcast here that we should be doing. Um, you know, we sort of ventured with the Lau that was out mm, yeah. there for a bit. But there's been some amazing stories of footballers with their yeah. sort of side hustles and businesses. Mm. Yeah. I take my hat off to any footballer that finish their career and they go left field and do something. Oh, yeah, I love it. I, totally think, I think it's brilliant. It is great. It is great. Having said that, Sids... Yeah, you, you've you've gone. Yeah, we've got a new little business. Since yeah. got a little, well, say little business doing well, isn't it? No, we're doing really well. Uh, yeah, me and my best friend, he was in um, office fit outs, commercial office fit outs in town for the last fifteen years. To work for two of the biggest companies in Europe, probably, and he's got a loan now, and um, he's asked me to get on board. Box free projects. We're doing all commercial fit outs. So what does that mean? So we can do anything you want. We can, <laughs> we can do anything you want. We can if you find an empty space that you want offices in partitions. We can we can do cat A, cat B. We can strip out. We can make oh, he's, podcasts. He's got the lingo. Do the lingo, mate. Yeah, he got Bollet, some half price. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
all that was there. That was my interview process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's do it as an experiment, right? You just talk us through what you can sort us with the business. See if we can right? put it and, to music. And, and we'll put some we'll put the only falls underneath <laughs> this and we'll just hear how it sounds. Ready? If you could do it in the only falls and horses way. If I said, right, Sids, what could you do for me in my office? Well, what do you need in your office? It's I need everything. Really, everything. What would you do? Well, we can we can partition rooms off. We can we can you know put a uh, uh, an animation of uh, look at this place looking like a pub. Um, we can put sofas in here. We can put some uh, crystal dooring partitions up there. We get some aircon in. Put a, put a few bulk kids around there. <laughs> We go. Cat A, cat B. We could do K or cat B. Yeah. We can strip out. We can white box it. Yeah. <laughs> what about like printers, um, stationary office oh, equipment? Source that. No problem. Source that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. that's, yeah. that's, that's Wait, it's just wink at the camera. And give the name of the business. <laughs> do you want to hear some of the other businesses that yeah, players have gone? Yeah, yeah. Also, if, you, if you do have an office and you listen to this podcast, no, yeah, you know, what, yeah, we're what, doing it. What are they, what's it called? Uh, Box free projects. Box free uh, projects. So yeah, but no, honestly, we're we're doing really well at the moment. And um, yeah, any any office commercial fit outs, anything. Superb. Great. Yeah. Well, Matthew Flamini's the one that always does me. <gasps> like obviously, like a biochemicals company, right? That we will eventually be a sustainable way way to, to challenge oil. Really? Apparently so. In, this is incredible. It's worth like billions. <laughs> is it? Genuinely, yeah. Yeah. Billions. He got it. He got it. <laughs> you know, heard this? He, yeah. So is this true. someone that was at the training ground and was like, I think he was in we're Milan. Rival I've, I've dug into this a little bit. Like, he's, he's his friend. He was in Milan, right? And he, he met a... I suppose he was a chemical engineer, biochemical engineer, and uh, had a f a place in Milan. Obviously, if you are a biochemist, right, don't take all this as gospel. <laughs> but he was making his biochemical stuff, and uh, yeah, he basically came across something. Obviously, Matthew Flamley, I think, invested in him really, and um, you know. I think he he spent a lot of money on this, and wow. eventually they think it will it will replace oil, which I imagine would be quite lucrative. But I imagine he might have a few people after him trying he, to stop. He that. set up the business. I'm just reading a bit more. He set the business while he was still playing. It's currently worth 21 billion. There you go. It, it's I mean it's 21 I mean, billion. He, yeah, I mean it's I think there's there's hundreds of people that work at this factory now, and he's involved in it, which is amazing, really. Big fan of Daniel Sturridge here for his side hustle. Uh, he, I, I didn't actually know this. He's got a barbecue sauce brand. Bit of me. Based on his mum's cooking. Is he a BBQC, Daniel? It's called, I'm just hearing, it's called Stir Crazy, but yeah. Sturridge. Okay. There's a better name than that, I would think. It's good. Uh, I feel well, like he's Mr. Trittler. Reggae, reggae sauce was the, oh. was the main one, wasn't it? That was good. Levi Roots, wasn't it? Yeah, Levi, yeah. Well, he's some hasn't he? Remember that, him on yeah, Dragon's, Dragon's Den? Den? Yeah, yeah. Was. yeah. Yeah, well, Clarence Seidoff, I've heard these. Do you know these Fingers restaurants he's got? Rome, Porto Cherva, and the French Alps. Wow. But I think that's flying, isn't it? That's doing really well. So that's Milan, Porto Cherva, that's in Sardinia. Sardinia. You know I've all been about there. that? I do, yeah. It's not cheap there. <laughs> and the French me. Alps. I bought a cheese and ham sandwich from Porto Cherva and it cost me 350 quid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 I, I can't deal with the quotes today. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What happened oh, there? I'll explain to you, right? Uh, I was at uh, this, which is one of our favourite places. Like, it is so, it's an amazing place. Cala de Volpe, right? Uh, it's a hotel in Sardinia, in Porto Cervo. And um, But one thing is, the lunch is off the scale, right? But you need to go like full board, otherwise you get absolutely fleeced. Um, it's amazing, but it's like 300 quid a head, mm. right? For lunch, 300 euros mm. a head, right? So you're, you better fucking enjoy this lunch. <laughs> <laughs> right? But anyway, we went and I thought, and Ab wasn't hungry. And I said, look, you, we're doing the whole, so I said, oh, to the fella, I said, look, She's just gonna have a cheese sandwich, and he said, uh, "Yeah, no, no worries, no worries. Uh, that's totally fine." But she just had a cheese sandwich. Obviously, I filled my boots. I was on the prawns, you know, 
freaking whole lot. Mm. But I didn't realise that she had a cheese sandwich and they still charged her the 300... <laughs> <laughs> the 300... Uh, 300 euros. So I've paid... That's before drink, by the way. That's just food. So, so she had to pay 300 euros for a fucking cheese sandwich. Couldn't believe it. And then obviously I've argued it and they were like, well, it's a set men... Like, you can have what you like. So the bill came and you've been charged with 300 but you've been on everything. Oh, I've done everything. Like, I probably earned about 300 out of it. But How do they justify that? It's an absolute scandal. But I mean, I mean, it is. It's one of the best lunch ever What was life. the was the sandwich anything to... No, no, no. It was a, she, wanted, she wanted a really bog standard cheese sandwich, yeah, because she was... Chef's laughing at you. Oh, but they all were laughing. <laughs> and the worst thing is, I remember, because I went there a couple of days and um, one of the days I was like, I'm not getting fleeced today. I said, I'm getting the cheapest one on the menu. I said, I'm not having this anymore. And I've gone for it. So usually you go like, it's the second cheapest, isn't it? Like, you know, well, I'll be honest with you, yeah. that's what I do. It's the, it's the old wine trick. Yeah, you can't go the Middle cheapest, the road, game, you go yeah. second cheapest, yeah, second right? Cheapest. So I've gone, well, this one, I've gone, fuck this, I'm going all in for the cheapest. <laughs> so I've looked at the menu and I've gone, no, as if I'm like looking for it, you know, like, um, <laughs> I'm going to have the cheapest. <laughs> And the fellas obviously knows exactly what I'm doing. But the worst thing is, again, he shit housed me because he came and it was a fucking half bottle. <laughs> it was a half bottle. So it's the cheapest one by like loads and it was a half bottle. So then I had to pretend I wasn't drinking either. So then she's had a cheese sandwich and not drank anything and it cost 300 quid. Unbelievable shit housery. <laughs> but I still go back. That's how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got any more Sids? Um, Gerard Piquet, I never knew this. He is in the top 150 poker players in Spain and has won over half a million pounds from poker. Well, I didn't oh. know that. Huh? I didn't know that. That's I've incredible. seen him once. I'm sure I've seen him once with a little poker stars t-shirt on. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Graveson, didn't he yeah. become a went out to Vegas? Didn't professional he? poker. A gambler or poker player? I, I know he made a two. lot of money yeah. in Vegas. And I don't uh -huh. know how he did it. Gattuso opened up a, a fish and chip shop. Do you know, I heard another one as well, right? Uh, Anderson. You remember him, Man United? Yeah. Yeah, he he said to one of the lads who told me, it was well, it was Rio. He said, told Rio. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave my name, but it's not, it's nothing bad. So he went, told Rio, he said, I'm going to earn enough money so I can buy... 50 cows in Brazil and um, he did and I believe now he's got hundreds of cows apparently it's so, yeah, a big a so big, what's he done so he's got Brazil. 50 and then what just mated them or something God does don't know he's got it but, but what's the end game he's, 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 it, was, it was what he wanted to achieve though well he's a, he wanted to be farmer is this milk I think, I think it might be meat Oh, really? Oh, the best meat. Because it's Brazilians' steaks, aren't they? And is that right? Or is that no, Argentinian? Argentinian? Yeah. And Brazil. Yeah, they, yeah. Love a, they love a bit of meat, don't they? Yeah, but I don't know if Anderson is is trading in meat. Like, it's... Well, I believe he is. Well, it's, that, it's likely that or milk, isn't it? Well, it's, I, I, it's a cow, I presume Are you calling bullshit? No, I'm not at all. I'm just wondering if, if he's going down the meat or the dairy. The idea that Anderson's milking 50 cows a day is... No, but he could, he could have a he could have a farm. Also, the idea that he had enough money for 10, 15 cows, but has hung on. He's hung on. He, I, I think he, saved he was saved. playing for the cows. Yeah. That's what... He, uh, he was. <laughs> Bear with me. I'm telling you now, there's some cows. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> Certainly. Rio's having me on here. <laughs> Call Rio. Fucking stitch me up, isn't he? Voice, voice note, Rio. We need to voice note, Rio. So Rio. Say, Rio, you, oh, did Anderson have 50 cows? Oh, Rig, it's Crouchy. Uh, I'm just doing a podcast at the moment. I'd appreciate you coming back to me quickly. I'm getting a lot of grief uh, from the lads. You're telling me that I was certain that Anderson retired and bought a load of cows. <laughs> <laughs> Can you confirm or deny ASAP whether he was, whether he bought 50 cows when he retired? <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Well, I've just been given some information there from yeah. our uh, from George, our trusted producer, who said that Thomas Graveson's won 100 million in poker. Wow. And also, he was number one in the world at Call of Duty. That's, in that's incredible. 100 million. 
in Well, I, I listen, George is looking a bit nervous <laughs> on his laptop. <laughs> That's the way he shouted. I was like Anderson and the cows. <laughs> he shouted his mouth off. I don't know. Of Daily Mail. Like, I don't know Daily what's... Mail, like. But even, well, number one at COD is... Well, listen, you know, <laughs> I, th I knew he'd earned a lot of money and yeah. he was in Vegas. No, I remember, I I that. remember that, I, yeah. He's, yeah, I see that story. It's a bit mad. Well, what's mad? 50 cows or number one at COD? COD or a cow? <laughs> Well, like, just just quickly, which on, one do you on believe? What I was saying whilst we're waiting on Rio, if you asked for a cow He's in your contract, not... would you would, would would they likely give? Yeah, but the thing is, I wouldn't know what to do with a cow. Do you know what I mean? Because like, it's the old that... Jack and the Beanstalk, isn't it? That what, you sell you... the cow for the magic beans. What would I do? You know, the thing is, what would I do with a cow? Really, I'd, I'd milk. I could milk it. But I wouldn't know how to pasteurize it. I wouldn't know how to. <laughs> is that what you do? How do you make it like drinkable? Well, no. Some people. I mean, there will be people listening to this that believe you just go straight. <laughs> yeah, straight it's fucking some perverts. <laughs> oh, no, it's, not, it's not. It's not. I've, I've go straight I've under met, it, mate. I've met, <laughs> the cow. I've met some. I have. I've met oh, some. I bet you have. I've met some. Okay, no. no I, I know some farmers that would say that actually, you just get. You know, you get your cup. Pull it up. You get your cup and and just sort of squeeze it in for the mm. um, good techers. Straight, straight into it. Why would why would you have to be underneath the cow? That <laughs> well, you just said straight from. The... <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> saying you go straight into the cup. Uh, no, right. no, you go straight from the udder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's the price of a cow? A listener out there must know, know the price That's of a, a really, cow. Really good question. Well, how much is a normal? But I want steak? a great. I want a grade A cow. I want a good cow. How much is a top cow? Well, an Aberdeen <laughs> Aberdeen Angus. <laughs> What's the best part of a cow to eat? You what? What's expensive? <laughs> you must know this. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> a single cow can cost from 1,000 to well over 30 grand. Let's say Anderson's only dealing in quality cow. Uh, he, he would, he's not That's 30 right. grand times 50. 1.5 yeah, million on cow. There you go. Do you want to know the top cow breed? Yeah. No, let me guess. It'll be Aberdeen, won't it? Aberdeen Angus. Do you reckon? Holston. Oh, do you mean in the world? Well, yes, is, I think this is world. Because I guess Wagyu what? beef is sort of... Mm. Yeah, 30 grand. You know what they are. You do know them. What would be like the most expensive steak in a restaurant? Wagyu. Wagyu cow. 30, 30 grand. They get some life though. Cow they? originally held from Japan. Yeah, and they get massaged. Juicy, tender, marbled. They get massaged. Yeah. They, they massage they massaged the cow. Well, actually, there's something in, and a farmer listening to this might be able to tell me, but... Um, wow. It, the music that you play to a cow affects the milk. Now, I feel like you're taking the piss. No, I'm not. <laughs> Can we get that Googled? <laughs> they listen to Capital. <laughs> <laughs> music played to cow. Let me have a look. Just a quick yeah. one while you're looking for that. Class, it class, helps. Yeah. Why? They just prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> they do? The cows prefer classical music. Just calm, to... calm. So calming. Yeah. So it's low Lowers the stress calm levels. Music. And... What, what have you found? I feel like you've found some... I have, yeah. The highest pride paid on record was 400000 in Australia. The record setting price for the most expensive beef animal on record. Set by Anderson, previously from Manuel. Oi, just just because we'll move something we don't. <laughs> we'll move on, move on. <laughs> and no doubt we'll be doing a cow eleven in the next podcast when someone sends it in. But last little cow fat for you. Um, did you know cows can moo and they moo in different accents? So a Geordie cow will move differently to a... Uh... Now, you are fucking taking the piece. No, no yeah, I swear fuck. down. So, you, so you can, you're can telling me a Brummy cow sounds different yeah, to it's a, like, a London. Moo. <laughs> so, dude, so like Scouse cow? <laughs> Geordie cow. Moo. Uh, oh. <laughs> Fuck have we become <laughs> Scottish cow? <laughs> Glaswegian. Let's go Glaswegian. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking me. <meh. laughs>
<laughs> yeah. All right, we'll move on. But um, if anyone uh, wants to back up, I'm fairly sure that's right. Um, cows, cows can move in different regional accents. Mm. You don't believe oh, that, though, Sid? I don't believe that, no. Someone will confirm it and let us know on social. Yeah, yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I have had a message back from Rio. I haven't listened to this yet. Great. Just well, play it. So this is a reply, yeah, for the reply, cows. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I, hope, I, hope this is, I hope he backs me up here. <laughs> I just heard this now. No, you know what? Yeah, he did. We did. He used to black out. Well, everyone's talking about, yeah, I just got involved in this. Investment board, a few properties, or investing in that, investing in that. And he come with the shout from wide left. <laughs> like, random as you never know. Yeah, yeah, um, cows is a good market to get in. <laughs> <laughs> He's buying fucking cows, man. I can't believe it. But yeah, that's what he's into, man. I think he's done all right, you know. Loads of people eat cow, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Loads of people eat cow, don't they? Oh, well, the numbers man. that we've seen, he's, he was onto something before anyone knew. Uh, that's what I'm saying. They're big numbers there, 400,000. Funny, and Rio said he was talking about investments there or whatever, and then yeah. he just said, oh, cows are good yeah. <laughs> things to get into. Well, listen, keep, if you, you know, you might hear about him or if you do hear about him and his, his mm. cows, how he's getting on, please get in touch. Right, should we go into a few messages? Uh, yeah, we've rattled on so much about cows and terrorist attacks and um, various other things. Well, I really enjoyed today, but it just descended into into something that, <laughs> you know, I was lovely, really enjoying kind of hearing, you know, Sid's tales of time and what he was up to in this. Mm. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything in there, but it did, cows that's went what, on a bit too that's long. That's what retirement does, you, yeah. you know. All right. All right, should we get into a message from uh, from Dylan? Yeah. Or, or, or the one from Peter? Oh, we got to do Dylan. Yeah, I've just seen. He's he's offering up an 11, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I, I imagine there'll be a cow 11 next week now if I'm, yes. if I'm not Well, let's, let's throw it out there. Uh, a cow 11 would be. Yeah, good. okay. Well, this week, so far, we've got a fishing 11. Uh, Willie Crabalero. <laughs> uh, it's Jody, Jody Haddock. Uh, Mark Fish. Ricardo Corpaglio. <laughs> Rod Keane. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Magateer. Oh, that's the best one. Magateer. Yeah. Magateer. Steve Squidwell. <laughs> <laughs> You're in everyone. He's in everyone. <laughs> He's in everyone. <laughs> oh, oh no. alongside Prawn Longstaff. <laughs> Wayne Troutledge. Oh, Tuna Akpom uh, and Nemo Salah. Mate, there's, oh. so, there's so many. Oh. Uh, what about um, yeah Peter Roach that sort of uh, is there or thereabouts Roach yeah um, Chris Shark and um, Sol Campbell oh Sol Campbell yeah, yeah that's nice that's good yeah yeah um, yeah Sol Solly March any other fish uh, quick, quick one um, I definitely I can't not get a fish um, Krabby Clancy <laughs> <laughs> actually I take that back <laughs> I don't want don't want to come in for me. Sardine Holdsworth. <laughs> lovely. That's good. That's yeah. a lovely one. Well, 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 thank man. God. <laughs> okay. Um, Sid, do you need a fish? Or? Uh, you actually do need a fish. <laughs> we will not hard. finish this podcast <laughs> until Sid has provided a fish. We'll have a drink and wait. It's like catching a fish, this. It's fun. Yeah. Right, I'm wrapping up uh, now then because he hasn't got oh, one. Uh, I've got two. Two? <laughs> Go. John Scales. <laughs> yes. Uh, Virgil Van Pike. That's <laughs> <laughs> very good. Great fishing, guys.
had a massive push on subscribers this year. We're up to over 100,000, but we want, it. we want more, and that's down to you. So if you haven't hit subscribe yet, but you still like this podcast, hit now. Otherwise, you're a Carl. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net. 